Good morning, Esfia. Good morning, Wayne. Hello and welcome to Tech Central. It's an absolute privilege to have the two of you on the line today, and I'm very, very honored and very excited about today's conversation for a number of reasons. Esfia Foster, the CIO of Fly Sapphire. Fantastic to have your time and expertise on today's call. And Wayne Dazar, the Managing Director of CypherWave. We really look forward to this engagement because it's CypherWave that seems to be applying a lot of its technology and cloud services that's holding together and enabling and supporting an incredible business that's flying right now. And without mixing too many metaphors, the airline industry and the cloud space is something that fascinates us. And I know that our listeners, and I don't want to spend too much time talking because we want to jump into what you've got to say. I know a lot of our listeners are wondering what they can necessarily get out of or understand from the cloud space. They know. What can they necessarily understand from the airline space? They also know that it's a very complex business. And like their businesses, let's see how Flysafair have applied cloud to their needs. Wayne, could I hand over to you? Good morning, James. And Esfia, thanks again for joining us. Thank you. Thanks, James. Thanks for the welcome. Nice to be here. Great. So, yeah, it's amazing to be chatting to you again from a CypherWave perspective. We see and we have seen a lot of change in the cloud space and a lot of growth. And I think there's very little focus of what's happening locally. Whenever you look at an article, it talks a lot about what, you know, the big global organizations are doing. And I think it was just such an opportune time to be able to sit down and have a chat with Esfia around SAFE. The airline industry is very much in the front line of news right now with a lot of the happenings. We're not really wanting to talk more about what's happening in that space, but we're more interested to understand how SAFE is able to stay in the air and also just talk about what interesting things from a technology perspective SAFE is doing. And that's why I'm excited to be part of the chat with Esfia on the call as well. Thanks, Wayne. And could I kick off by asking Esfia, what sort of changes have you seen in the airline industry in, let's say, the last couple of years? Oh, James, where to start? It's been a very turbulent two years, not even to mention COVID, which brought the whole industry sort of to its knees to a standstill for a long time, you know. So after that, it was all about how are we getting back into the swing of things with the lack of demand in the market. You know, when we had the opportunity coming out of COVID to start flying, I think we were only able to fly like business class for a while, you know, but we jumped at it. You know, so I think it was for us to really be relevant in that period and consistent with stuff on the operation. So COVID-wise, you know, it's recovering well. We're still not sort of seeing the trends in terms of demand prior to COVID, the 2019 demand, local seat capacity demand. And then, of course, recovering sort of out of COVID, the exit of Comair as well was very disruptive to the industry. And it's a negative impact, I think, on, on the aviation industry as such and tourism as such. You know, So we had a lot of spillover there in terms of demand. So at the moment, there's a lack of seats in the market. You know, mm. So for us, it's a business. It was really how do we adopt the size of business and operation that we have to all of a sudden this increased demand. So it's all about taking opportunities when there are opportunities, but also scale up when there are certain risks and things to your business. So, but 
in the airline, especially in the low LCC market, the, the low cost carrier market, uh, every day is different. It's yeah. just challenging every day. You know, you need to be so relevant and stick to your core principles as a business. I think that's the most important thing that we do. Stick to our discipline, stick to the core business and with a very strong customer centric focus. SV, I love that. And I love that how very clearly you've maintained your vision, your goals are very clear, and you've maintained the business perspective, but you've obviously had to adjust your operating model somewhat. And my guess is technology has played a large part in that. What sort of level has technology played in the last two years in your immediate space? Yeah, James, good question. Um, the airline, the aviation industry, the technology that you're normally surrounded with is quite legacy technology, right? So you sit with old tech actually in an airline. Right? So we've been trying for the last seven years to really focus on technology that's agile, fast moving, scalable mm. and robust, you know, and, and especially when we when talk to and engage with CypherWave, that's what we get out of it. But what we've done in that period, because you couldn't just really all of a sudden replace technology in order to, you know, make all these changes and be flexible in the market, is we had to be really streetwise and use what we have. Yeah. And build around that and to really use our heads in terms of the technology we have and make certain adjustments in order to adjust to the you know ever-changing schedule changes and lockdown changes and things yeah. like that. We bummed our heads, we paid our school fees. Um, yeah. But out of that, a lot of solution-driven thinking came and we learned a lot and we can now proudly say that if we need to make changes or schedule changes or whatever changes to the operation, it happens quite quickly. So. Thanks. And thanks for your honesty. What I'm definitely going to lead to is the fact that there's also clearly a shift towards, and that's why we've got CypherWave with us today, towards cloud. On a sort of scale of capacity and the sort of number of applications you have in the cloud with CypherWave, is that you know, more or less than 50% of your existing technology and systems running? Uh, much more than 50. Yeah. The majority okay. of everything we do is cloud. And and we'll keep on doing it. You know, I think people underestimate the value of it. And I think people are scared and, you know, they're not really informed in terms of the actual value of it. I think especially when it comes to things like security, yeah. uh, I think uh, there's a lot of ignorance around that. Yeah. But it's a moving target, you know. So we're really pushing hard on the cloud going forward with CypherWave. And, and, you know, I think it's all about seeing what's next, what's next. You yes. know, it's never a done deal in terms of your, especially when it comes to security, privacy, yes. scalability. That's, yeah. that's the I'm going to jump onto that word you used and ask Wayne, you used the word scared. What are clients scared of and how do you mitigate that concern? James, I think for going businesses today, there is a lot of concern Mm. in the market. The market hasn't stabilized. We're only just kind of coming out to dealing with not necessarily a post-COVID world, but I think a lot of businesses had to make some tough calls over the last two years. So, you know, cloud is an investment. And I think Esfia mentioned a couple of things when he was talking about what him and the team at Safe did. And I think that's where the concern is, is around how much do we put in the cloud and how quickly do we move? But on the flip side of it, and I think Esfia, you can attest to this, is a lot of companies have seen the benefits of having to quickly shift in a lockdown world while still having to operate a business. So I think the concern is around the unknown. So I'm putting a lot of my assets. How would it perform? How would it impact on productivity in the business? And one of the things that worked well for us is we've got a very good relationship, you know, with SV and the team at Safi, specifically because we understand the importance of the infrastructure in our environment. And I think that just comes with time. You know, companies need to trust the providers they partner with. 
Because at the end of the day, you're taking some of the business's fundamental IP assets and you're putting it into your infrastructure. So that is one of the major concerns from customers is just it's new. How do I trust that the company has got my best interest at heart? Is their infrastructure able to keep my business going? The security SVM mentioned as well. It's a massive unknown. You know, these days you open an article and the first thing you see is a data breach of some sorts. So there's a concern, you know, where companies feel a lot more comfort knowing they have the infrastructure in their own facilities. Now, when you're moving to a provider, it's trust. So there's concern around, can I trust them? You know, how much of effort are they putting around securing my data? And then it's cost. Cost is a factor. You know, a lot of the times we don't want to talk about cost, but we don't mind talking about it because we understand that, you know, the longer you kind of leave that off the table from a discussion perspective, it just delays the inevitable. It's also not scalable if a company doesn't have a view of what their total cost of delivery is. And again, I think it's an open relationship. It's understanding what the business does, where the business is going. And thankfully, you know, SVA does share in terms of what they're doing from a technology perspective. And I think a lot of it is from our operational teams. We were just talking earlier about the cost of uptime and availability, or should I say downtime, and the pressures around that. So there, it's very much an open relationship to be able to understand from a customer perspective, you're relinquishing that control to us. How do we give you that peace of mind that you can trust we have your best interest at heart? And I think that's, that's pretty much what cloud is. It's about the essence of peace of mind, security, we got you covered. What is our approach to it? And are you comfortable with it? And then from a cloud perspective, what is it that we're doing? Where is your IP going and giving you the assurance that it's safe with us? So we're talking a lot about mitigation here. And I know that you, from a CIO's perspective, you're protecting the data that's submitted to you and offered to you by people who are buying tickets. And there's a huge value to that to you, but there's a huge volume. Now, that volume is clearly something you're able to manage and and mitigate in and around this world you're working in. But as the CIO, what types of technology or new improvements have you implemented in the last while? Well, from a purely uh, IT infrastructure point of view, you know, we're constantly looking at scalability at the moment. And I think one of the things that we do there, and especially working with the guys from CypherWare as well, we realize that I want to run an airline. I want to be innovative in the technology space for the airline. So I need to outsource the cloud component to somebody who's a core expert of it. That's not my core business, right? Mm-hmm. And the trust of that is, you know, we would sit with the guys from Cypherware, the brain and team and say, right, what's next? What can we do? What can we build on future-wise? You know, so that's consistently something that we're doing from an infrastructure and a networking point of view. Mm-hmm. Other technologies that we've been really pushing hard from our side, we've just sort of rewritten our website that's looking at more on a community-based code base that allows us to, for example, deploy features and security and stuff, standardization to our website, which mm-hmm. is obviously our biggest selling point, you know, mm-hmm. and that's part of technology yeah. as well, yeah. right? So, so there's a big change that we've made recently there. We'll keep on pushing mobile. We've seen just to put, you know, the seamlessness of the experience of traveling in the passenger's hands, you know, to booking on a mobile app is huge. We'll invest in that going forward. And we've also started actually dabbing at launching a WhatsApp channel now where you can actually Check in online via WhatsApp. You can pay for a bag. You can 
you know, do various other things without giving too much away. So yeah, yeah. we're really trying to be as innovative as we can. But whilst we do that, uh, we're really focusing on what the customer wants at the end of the day. So every technology decision that we make, James, is, is with customer-focused mind. Yeah. We don't make technology decisions based or investments based on what's best for the business. Yeah, sure, there's a balance to it, but we need to shift that towards being able to move quickly mm. and focus on the customer. And in that, while talking about the technology side of things, I think data is such a big component of it, yes. right? So you use your data correctly, you can enable your customers in the personalized experience much more. Yeah. And I think that's where the sweet spot lies. You know, yeah. they don't just want to get onto this plane and, you know, buy a cheapest ticket available. They want to have an experience that I know you and I trust you and these guys know me as well. You know, so yeah. that, there's already loyalty lying in that side of the technology when you combine data with the tech, you know. So I think that's also a big driver yeah. us going for it. Yeah. It all sounds very reassuring. I also understand that you maintain and service your own fleet. You have a large portion of your workforce that are perhaps still working from home. There's a lot up in the air. There's a lot juggling. And there are a lot of people who are determined to now spend their savings or capitalize on a holiday that they had to curtail or cut short or put on hold for a while. So there's a lot up in the air. And I know that there's a lot that you've had to do in order to create that environment. What are some of the examples? Let's just be quite practical that you found most challenging and what are some of the examples that you found most successful in juggling all of this? So firstly, and I know this is going to be a cliche, it's, it's the people, right? I think the team in Sapphire in general, and specifically talking about my team as well, is really passionate guys. You know, yeah. I think once you get used to that jet fuel, you, it's stuck in your blood for, for life. Um, and just the, the passion and commitment in delivering around that, the, the correct mindset, having the people to drive digitalization, you know, mm. those type of things. Mm. That's, that's you know, a core success factor for us as well. You've mentioned some of the guys that might still be working from home. We've all been back in the office for over a year and a half, two years now, right? So we okay. like to collaborate and we like to be with each other and we like to brainstorm ideas, you know? Yeah. So we, at this stage, everybody's back in the office, you know, for a while. We don't know what it feels like to work from home unless we lock down. So, yeah. yeah. And there's a benefit to it and different things as well. But to answer your question, James, I think it comes down to pure priorities, you know, and to be able yeah. to add, make flexible and agile decisions around your priorities. If you plan, if our, we've got clearly a roadmap that we work towards. If things change, you know, you need to adopt to that and be able to park things and move forward. During lockdown, as an example, we as an airline stood still. So we as an innovation team weren't disrupted with operational support, with systems going down, with this not working, that yeah. not working. So we had it opportunity for a couple of weeks to really eat into our roadmap for the next couple of months, which we've done. Probably, I think that 2021 was probably our most successful year wow. from an innovation point of view, because nice. we were just saying that this is the opportunity that we're not disrupted in terms of mm. daily operations. Now we can really start innovating. And we took that opportunity and, and rolled out very exciting features towards Brilliant. the end of last year. Brilliant. which was exciting. So we might make use of the opportunity and we get the more from a glass half full type of view, yeah. you know, so. I came across to your offices and met with the marketing lady that was there that took us through and had a look. And I was actually quite impressed afterwards when we met and you were telling me about, you know, some of the tasks you guys took on from an innovation perspective. It was quite interesting to see how you use that time to kind of improve yeah. services inside of the business and tackle some of the tasks you never had the time, exactly. you know, yeah. pre-lockdown, which yeah. I thought was quite impressive, yeah. you know, from 
from an approach yeah. perspective. Yeah. It was fun. <laughs> Thanks, yes. There's a lot of notes I've been making here, quite specifically around you know, innovation, passion, enthusiasm. You add the word fun. And I think that's going to resonate very, very clearly on the customer-facing side. The fact that you can give the customer the reassurance that's also happening on the back end is wonderful because you've got our lives in your hands. What are some of the other applications, you know, I suppose there's a question for both Wayne and Esther, that might be moving more towards cloud in a local and practical way that we haven't talked about? From our side, James, like I said, we've started off with the core applications that we have, the core data that we have, right? And I haven't even touched on the operational data on the side of things when it comes to the airline, you know? So even there's a lot of richness in data, you know, talking about boarding time, you know, queuing time at the airport, you know? We're trying to make the life of our pilots and our crew as automated as possible, you know? So with a lot of applications that's forward thinking, and the hosting of that and the storing of that type of information, having that all in the same cloud sphere and a sort of a data warehouse is such a richness of operational data that you can then mine and make the business even better that will ultimately make the customer's life also better. You know, so I have obviously cust- my only customers aren't only passengers. You know, I have customers internally as well. Yeah. Right? So the operation side, you know, the technical side. So it's always looking inwards as well in terms of those applications and it's just, you know, like you're writing a business requirement specification, you know, where are we going with this data, right? So, and then we'll be sticking to, obviously, cloud as we've been discussing because it's working for us. So, yeah. so on the provider side, James, we look at it from an infrastructure requirements or needs analysis. So, usually we would sit down with our customers to be able to understand what is their requirement for processing their data because everything is very much around the quickness and accessibility to data. So we start looking at it from an infrastructure perspective, you know, hence our investments over the last year in our cloud infrastructure and beefing that up to make it a lot better to serve the customer need to access data quicker. It's one of the reasons, you know, SP was talking about from a FlySafe perspective, what they did during that quiet time, we did a similar thing through COVID, sitting down and looking at our cloud stack and looking at what we needed to do beyond just where the market was. We also saw pre that time that there was a lot of hype around and interest around cloud and a lot of movement. Mm -hmm. And if you look, you know, we're in a very exciting time. There are a number of new data centers coming onto the market at the moment, which tells you that the adoption to move away from on-premise is at an all-time high. Vantage data center, Tiraco data center, NTT data center, open access data center, Africa data center. So from a CypherWave perspective, what we did was we had a look and said, you know, where did we want to be from a footprint perspective to be in a position to sit down with our customers and have the conversation about how we can help meet their technology needs from a cloud perspective. Mm. Largely, I started talking about infrastructure because it is the basis of just being able to move a customer from on-prem into the cloud. Not only that, you know, if we're speaking about performance, you know, the ability to serve a customer, you need a platform with processing power for that. And that was one of the reasons why we made the technology shift to Nutanix. We invested in that infrastructure and we optimized our cloud environments. Not only that, what we also did was, you know, I spoke about the advancements of new data center infrastructure. We felt it necessary to have a presence in some of those data centers as well, where we could be. And so that's why we sit in the Terracos nationally. We have 
a node at least in Africa Data Center. We sit in Hertzner from a node perspective as well. And then open access data centers as the new data center coming up in Arsendo. And we're looking at that as an option as well, you know, because again, you know, customers need choice. DR is equally important to business requirements as well. So that's why we feel the need to have a presence. But from a next step beyond infrastructure is about assisting our customers with insights. And that's what I kind of refer to what Gisby is talking about. So it's the ability to be able to make sure that from a backup perspective, if I go back to my technology discussion, I'm able to store legacy and older data that the customer doesn't have a requirement for, but it's when they need it. When you want to be able to pull out, you know, legacy data, you need it very quickly. And so you need processing power for that. So infrastructure, whilst it's still the basis, it's an ongoing evolution of improvement to make sure that you're serving those applications a lot quicker. We never, ever get past it because now that you have the data, you know, the constant fears we get back to that is how secure is it? So security never leaves. So whilst SBA is looking at what can we do new from a tech perspective is how are we protecting what we have? And so we're always focusing on data security or infrastructure security to secure the IP, which is the data that sits on there. So we always want to be on the cutting edge of what new tech is coming out. But for us, when I talk about the data centers, it's about moving that infrastructure closer to that edge. So whether SPIA is serving applications to an internal audience or internal teams, because that's what SAFIA does from an IT perspective, we need that ability to make sure that we can serve that. So we're always looking outside in terms of the market, what's happening from a technology perspective. And our viewpoint is saying, how are we staying current and how is our technology enabling our customers? And then how are we making sure the data is maintained, available and secured at all times for customers? Thanks, Wayne. I think that absolutely reiterates how valuable the relationship is and that partnership that FlySafair have in CypherWave and that reassurance that everything we've talked about from data and security and sovereignty of that data is something that's incredibly important to FlySafair and its customers, but also something that allows FlySafair to continue to operate in that innovative and passionate space and deliver on its values. So, in closing, is there anything else you'd like to add to this conversation just from a, you know, the CIO of FlySafair's perspective? Yeah, I think what's important, James, with what Wayne's also said, you know, so we always look at, in terms of innovation and technology investment, who are we partnering with, mm. right? So for us, I think one of the key things partnering with Wayne and the team is we like to work with people that's like-minded than us, right? And what we've experienced so far is if that's working, you know, I trust them, they're the experts in the area. It's an approach where there's always the guys are getting their hands dirty. If something goes down, you know, I don't have to wait for half an hour in a call center. You know, there's one call I can make and things get sorted. So I really like that approach about doing business. And also, I think it's great to support local, right? Yeah. So there's so much knowledge locally that I think people, they don't have that kind of misperception around that, you know. So I can I can just vouch and say that it's a great relationship and I hope it can only grow and go from strength to strength. I think there's a... But like-mindedness is a huge advantage to our business as well. So knowing that everything is safe and we need to run an airline. Thank you very much. Esfia Foster, the CIO 
of Fly Safe Air and Wayne Bazaar. This, that's me, James Erasmus, with Tech Central, saying thank you very much. There very clearly are advantages to moving to the cloud, and the business outcomes are evident. Thank you very much for both of your time. Thank you for your input, and we look forward to our next conversation. Awesome. Cheers, James. James. Thank you so thank much. You for your time. Have a good day.